My name is Chris Eden, and I'm a certified geek and a bona fide smart, and you can't teach that. And this here is Mr. Justin Vactor, and he's cool as a fan, and you can't teach that. Bada boom, realist pod on iTunes. How you doing? Welcome to the Collar and Elbow Podcast. Oh, yeah, Mr. Chris Eaton, the phenomenal one. We are <laughs> back, kind, my sir. friend. Talking today about Extreme Rules 2016 from Newark, New Jersey, because why not? <laughs> um, <laughs> as good a place as any, I'm sure. <laughs> so, wanted to get into this one. Let's run down the card, and then we'll get into the show itself. So, uh, I didn't watch any of the of the kickoff. Uh, again, I... I'm, there were some some matches on there that I haven't either been following the story or they are barely serviced in, in you know as it as it relates to the rest of the the matches on the main card. So I, I usually skip over that stuff. Um, so we'll get into the the main card itself first. We had a tornado tag team match with uh, Carl Anderson and Luke Gallows versus Jimmy and Jay the Usos. Then we had. Uh, a United States title match with uh, Kalisto, the champion, against Rusev, the challenger. So let's take a look at tonight's card, then we'll get into the show itself. First up, we had a Texas Tornado tag team match, the Usos versus Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson. Following that, we had a WWE United States title match with Kalisto, the champion, against uh, Rusev, the challenger there. And then we had the WWE Tag Team title match, The New Day versus The Vaude Villains. Uh, that was, I think it's their second challenge. Maybe it's their first. They won that tournament by default when uh, Enzo Amore got injured. Then we followed that with uh, Fatal 4-Way for the WWE Intercontinental title, uh, which that was definitely good to be on this show. We'll get into that when we get to the reviews. Then after that, we had the Asylum match, uh, Chris Jericho versus Dean Ambrose. And following that, of course, we had the women's uh, championship match, which was Charlotte, the champion, versus Natalia, the challenger. And finally, we had the World Heavyweight Championship match, uh, Roman Reigns, the champion, versus AJ Styles in a uh, basically no disqualification match. They were calling it, I think, anything goes, but it's yeah. basically the rules are the same. Uh, I don't think falls counted anywhere. Uh, you could, you had to pin them in the ring, but no disqualification. So that was our card. So we'll start from the very top with the Texas Tornado tag team match: the Usos against Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson. Uh, we'll start with your your thoughts, sir. Well, the Texas Tornado Carry Von Eric was Carrie one of Von my Eric favorite gets. guys when I was uh, growing up, but. He did not make an appearance here, Mr. No, Eden. that would sort of be somewhat impossible <laughs> without necromancy. Um. <laughs> um, yeah, but this was following the storyline that I, as I've been doing this podcast and getting back into the wrestling scene, um, this kind of rivalry that they've had, and then this leads into the championship match. Right. Um, I found it 
interesting. Um, the Usos. This is my first time seeing them wrestle. Oh, okay. Um, they're they're some uh, a team who spent several years as basically just a jobber tag team, oh. and with the rise of Roman Reigns, uh, who is who is literally related to them. That's real life. Um, I think it's a cousin of theirs. Yeah. Uh, they have in recent years definitely stepped up their game. They're one of my favorite tag teams to watch right now, oh. and uh, and they've they're. Really fun to watch, in my opinion. What did you think this being your first experience with them? Yeah, um, I was expecting kind of um, less than what I got. Uh, they exceeded my expectations. Um, I agree. I agree in this match. Yeah. And Gallows and Anderson, it was interesting. I, I heard in the match the commentators talking about they had come from Japan. And yes. They wrestled there for a while, so um, that caught my interest anything japanese or any japanese wrestling i i uh take an interest in so that i thought sure. that was interesting so for some background there luke gallows has been in the wwe before um under the same name with uh, a wrestler named cm punk he was a member of a group called the straight edge society ah. he he got released from wwe and went to japan where he joined a stable called the bullet club um and the bullet club was made up of at that time, a, a sort of enforcer role named Bad Luck Fale, Luke Gallows, Carl Anderson, and uh, who you now know as Finn Balor, Prince Devitt. When Prince Devitt went to the uh, WWE NXT, then AJ Styles at that point was coming out of TNA into New Japan and joined as the sort of de facto leader of the Bullet Club. So that's that the club thing they're talking about. Of course, uh -huh. they don't want to say Bullet because of reasons. And so... That's the background on Gallows and Anderson and why they're cool with with Styles. Oh, okay. And uh, and they've they've definitely for years. Carl Anderson's been one of the top uh, gaijin wrestlers in in Japan. Gaijin meaning foreigner. Yeah. Uh, and it's I I haven't known for a while why WWE hadn't signed him before, but I'm glad to see him both back as a tag team. I think they work really really well as sort of the old school heel tag team. Yeah. Uh, I think I think they're great. Um, I think the Usos are really good too. This match, as you said, I uh, I didn't expect a whole lot because it's an opening match, and even though Gallows and Anderson are good and the Usos are getting better, these two teams have a really great level of chemistry. It seems to me. Yeah. Yep. And so I was I too was pleasantly surprised with this. I thought the pace was really good. The intensity was really good. Uh, I don't. There's not a whole lot I didn't like about this match. It, it was a great way to open up the show, set the pace. Uh, I'm going to give this one a four stars, four star rating. I enjoyed it. Um, I'm going to give it a three out of five. That's reasonable. That's reasonable. Yeah. I just uh, I was pleasantly surprised by this match, and and that doesn't happen very often in wrestling. Yeah. To me, usually I, I pretty well know what I'm going to get. They surprised me a little bit, so I, I got to respect that. Yeah. Okay, so uh, good match leading us into the WWE United States title match, uh, Kalisto versus Rusev. Now, this is not a storyline I have been following. Um, it's, I mean, I know the characters, obviously. Rusev used to be a member of this uh, this heel group, the League of Nations. They've sort of dissolved Kalisto's been the U.S. champion for some time now. His whole gimmick is the underdog kind of deal. Um, and this is another match where 
I didn't expect anything and was very, very pleasantly surprised. Yeah, I was. I actually did watch the pre-show and I was watching the interview with uh, Rusev and his girlfriend and her Lana. Yes. Yeah, her uh, Russian accent. Um, her terrible Russian accent. <laughs> I was interested in the size difference and the um, style difference going into this match and the storyline that uh, was preceding it. Um, I didn't really have a strong opinion of this one. It it, it was just like, oh, okay, there's a match to me. Um, but I'm interested to hear Mr. Eaton's thoughts. Well, like I said, uh, these are two characters that up until recently, have kind of been jobbers. Ah. They haven't really done a whole lot, and that's why I was pleasantly surprised. Oh, okay. I thought there was an intensity to this match, um, and you'll probably hear me say that word a few times in this re- in the review of this show, intensity. Yeah. Uh, we'll get into that. Uh, there was an intensity to this match I did not expect. Um, both guys did a really good performance, I thought, in this match. Uh, m- better than you usually get from both these guys. Yeah. Uh, there was one spot that I think was a mess up that ended up looking like a pretty cool offensive maneuver. Uh, Callisto goes for a Hurricane Rana, and uh, Rusev doesn't flip over, and it just ends up driving him face first into the canvas, which was a mess up but looked cool. Uh, so they might actually adopt it as a move. You know, if you make a mistake twice, it's intentional. So uh, they might they might actually start using that because it looked pretty good. Uh, I really liked the end of this match. I have no problem with with Rusev winning here. The accolade that he usually uses, you probably would have known better from the 90s, is the Steiner recliner. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Except he puts it on in a way that he should always put it on this way. He puts it on and bends Kalisto completely backwards. It looked great. Yeah. It looked great. It looked like a million bucks. The best that hold has ever looked. Um, and, of course, Rusev picks up the win, and we have a new U.S. champion. I really liked this match. Uh, again, these guys overperformed, or at least what I was overperformed what I was expecting from them. Uh, so I got to give this three and a half uh, stars. Almost a four for me. Almost a four. But it was, it, was, it was a quick match. There wasn't – I mean, what was there was good, but it didn't really get in-depth to me. Yeah. So I'm I'm going to give it a three and a half with with total respect to both guys. Yeah, and I'm going to go also a three on this one. Okay. Yeah, I, I mean, again, good performance from somebody that I didn't expect, um, and I'm glad that that they're getting those kind of performances out of guys lower down the card. Yeah. Moving on, we have the WWE Tag Team Title Match, the New Day versus the Vaudevillains. Now. How familiar are you, Justin, with the concept of free bird rules? Uh, that is zero. I okay. have zero familiarity with that. But you know who the f- fabulous free birds were? Yes. Okay. So the fabulous free birds were a threesome. I think maybe there were four of them at one point, but they were the tag team champions, and any two could could defend the tag team titles. Those oh, are the okay. Free and the New Day uh, in this match functioned by the Freebird rules, as you saw uh, Big E and Xavier Woods with Kofi on the outside. Usually it's Big E and Kofi with oh, okay. Xavier on the outside, but you saw um, Xavier Woods actually getting to, to wrestle here. I really enjoyed that because I think he's really good and, and kind of underused, even though I love the New Day. Um, he's not just a hype man. He actually can wrestle. Oh. There's I was going to ask you about that. 
uh, what's that about who is the actual tag team like i i wasn't sure oh is he the manager is he, or right all, wrestling? All, all three of them are um okay. any two can defend the tag team huh. or defend defend the tag team titles okay so um one spot in here i wanted to point out to you i don't know if you uh saw it at that one point xavier woods Hadoken's uh, yes. in English in the stomach, and that was funny on its own. And then uh, JBL on commentary says uh, Xavier Woods is downright fierce, uh, which is which is how you th- throw a Hadoken on the arcade version of Street Fighter. Yeah, some downright fierce punch. So me as a video game nerd, I thought that was hilarious. I laughed for quite a bit at that. <laughs> um, this match was was solid. I don't. I don't think it was anything exemplary, but it was. It was good. It wasn't bad at all. I, I think it was entertaining uh, throughout, and uh, the the <laughs> the uh, the hip gyrations in the promo before are a little bit not PG. <laughs> like somebody needs to get that piece of cereal, uh, the, the the big uh, bootio thing away from away from uh, uh, away from Kofi as soon as possible, but. I thought this match was pretty good. Uh, I like the Vaude Villains a whole lot. It's a it's a different style, and that's always good. There needs to be different styles. Um, the New Day is always is awesome. We've established that on this podcast. The Vaude Villains, I look forward to them every time I see them. They're not my favorite tag team, but they're always good. So uh, I'm going to have to give this a, uh, a solid three. This was my first time hearing of or seeing the Vaude Villains and former NXT uh, tag team champions. Oh, were they the Vaude Villains in NXT? They were. They were indeed. Oh, okay. This is my new favorite gimmick. Like their theme. Yeah, I think is amazing. And the New Day has you know everything up my alley. Like the their theme as well. Um, yeah. We saw at WrestleMania with the Dragon Ball stuff. That was right, right up my alley. And I was watching them on Marvel, um, talking about Civil War and comics. Mm-hmm. And th- a lot of their stuff appeals to me, video games and comic right. books. And, and, yeah, Xavier Woods has a gaming channel called uh, Up, Up, Down, Down. Oh, man. I need to look at look that or, up. Or it's either a gaming channel or a series of videos on WWE's YouTube channel. Oh, okay. I don't know which. Um, but they're good. They're always good. There was one video where, uh, right before WrestleMania, uh, AJ Styles, Xavier Woods, uh, Bailey from NXT, and somebody else who I can't remember played uh, WWE 2K16 on the giant screen oh, in uh. Dallas Stadium. So it's oh, it's dang. that kind of stuff. Uh, so everybody in this match, except for uh, Kofi Kingston, came from NXT. Oh wow! Uh, Big E was the first NXT champion. Oh, and uh, the new uh, Xavier Woods came from NXT as well, and then the Vod Villains were from NXT. So I, I like the the youth movement in the tag team division. I think it's good that we're seeing a tag team uh, emphasis in the main card uh, right now, and it's it's. I think it's only going to get better from here. Nice. So yeah. we have the uh, we have the New Day retaining, which is always good. Uh, and like I said, I've got to give this one a three with a solid performance from all around. The wrestling side of it, I'm going to go with three. The themes and the like, just the the, the their act basically. The vaude villains, 
mm-hmm. I'm in love with that. Like I, every, I love, I love it too. Yeah, the the poses, the handlebar mustache, that you know, the <laughs> look of them. Yes, the, the way that they came out. That to me was a five out of five. Um, the wrestling, I was like, oh, this is all right. It wasn't. It didn't blow my socks off, but just seeing their their theme basically was a five yeah. out of five for me. Yeah, I, I love it. Um, they're, they're, I hope they, they get a, a spotlight. I, I wouldn't be averse to see them having a run with the WWE t- uh, Tag Team Championships. Yeah. Uh, but there's so many good tag teams right now. I mean, you've got Anderson and Gallows, the Usos, the New Day, uh, you, and uh, the Vaudevillains, obviously, and Enzo and Cass. So it's it's a really good time for tag team wrestling right now, and these guys are, are a big part of that. Yeah. And most of the tag teams I just mentioned came from or had members that were from NXT. So it's it's good for the main roster to have these young guys coming up and, and doing what they can do. Yeah. All right. Um, this leads us into what I felt was the match of the night. The, yeah. fatal, the fatal four-way for the Intercontinental title. We had Kevin Owens versus Sami Zayn versus Cesaro versus The Miz. You had a few stories going on in this match. Usually a fatal four-way is kind of like, or it can be kind of like a battle royal in that it can yeah. sometimes not be a good match. This was a good match. Yes. This was a very good match. So uh, I think I think all the characters that we have here are established uh, for you. So uh, uh, what do you think based on what you saw? This also for me was the match of the night. Um, I was looking forward to it because of, as we spoke on our previous episode, I think Kevin Owens is, um, just one of the best talents right now that's out there. And so I was like, oh, what matches is Owens going to be in? So when I saw that he was in this one, I was like, this is the one I'm looking forward to. And it didn't disappoint. I was, um, enjoying it throughout and the crowd was enjoying it as well. Yes. Yes, they were. Um, I want to say this is my favorite first about four seconds of any match ever. (laughs) Bell rings. Sami Zayn comes tearing across the ring and nails Kevin Owens with the Huluva kick. Great way to start the match. And, and, and the reaction of Cesaro, the Miz, uh, Cesaro and the Miz and the crowd was brilliant. They're just sort of standing there looking at what just happened. (laughs) Like shocked, and and I love it. I love that we continue the story. Uh, Owens nor Zayn came out of WrestleMania with the Intercontinental Championship because they were busy beating each other up. <laughs> um, in the same way, there's been some other uh, times that they had opportunities to that they got in each other's way. Anytime they're in the ring with each other, they're going to try to kill each other and not care about what title's going on. So that's a good story to carry through. Um, with Cesaro, he's just an entertaining guy to watch. Uh, he's been in, he's been in WWE for a few years now. He came from the independent leagues. I think we've mentioned that in here before, uh, in, in this podcast before. Uh, and Kevin Owens is Kevin Owens, uh, who is also Hunter Camp. <laughs> and, <laughs> uh, I, I love this match. Uh, this one's getting a four and a half out of five for me. Yeah, I'm going to go four and a half also. I, I was, uh. Very impressed with this one. Yes. I have one vague criticism, yes. and it's not it's not of the match itself. It's the Miz. Now, there's nothing in and of itself wrong with his performance in this match. It's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, I know he's a heel, 
and I know the fa- the the character is that he's a chicken. <laughs> but you can only so many times before it starts getting annoying or boring have him steal a win. Yeah. And and we see that again at the end of this, which again, I have no problem with him winning. It makes sense. I just don't like that he, he I mean give him an actual win once or twice. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that was my only vague criticism. The rest of the match was absolutely fantastic. Yeah, and I I always love those near pins, like the that was two great. And a half. Yeah, counts. a lot of that stuff was great. Yeah. With with guys running in to save the match at like the last half second or yeah. whatever was, was good stuff, and the crowd was going with them every time somebody would break up a pin. Uh, there was a moment where it looked for sure like. Uh, I think Sami Zayn had had got it, and then Owens reaches in, grabs Sami Zayn off of, uh, I think it was either Miz or Cesaro, I can't remember which, and just continues that, you know, going on. So, so yeah, it was it was a good match. Four and a half out of five, uh, you know, out of the outside of the way, Miz won. I had no problems with that match. Yeah. So let's move on to one I did have problems with. Um, that leads us to the Asylum match. Chris Jericho versus Dean Ambrose. Now, let me ask you this, Justin. The, what's the title of this show that we're, that we're reviewing right now? This is Extreme Rules. Yeah, it's Extreme Rules. And Extreme Rules implies chaos, right? It implies uh, not knowing what's going to happen. It implies surprises. All those things, okay? So why was I bored during this match? <laughs> Now, I'm a Chris Jericho fan. I'm a Dean Ambrose fan. I like cage matches. I like weapons in in matches sometimes. Not too much, but you know what I mean. There's nothing in the makeup of this match I didn't potentially you know like. So why was this my least favorite match of the night? And here's why I think it was. It was so predictable. Mm. And so, for me, slow. You know, uh... And and the ending was, I mean, all right, somebody finally got thumbtacked, but <laughs> it's just, I, I this was the, an, the the antithesis of what Extreme Rules is supposed to be to me. What did what did you feel? Yeah, I I mean, even when they were walking out to the ring, I was getting bored. Um, yeah, I'm. I think we spoke about it on the last episode. I think Jericho. I I think. Mr. Seabury brought it up. He should probably just stick to podcasting and uh, <laughs> stay away from the ring. He's, he's looking a little bit past his prime. And I'm just not a big Dean Ambrose fan. I've From everything that I've seen of him, I don't find his character interesting. Um, I don't find his mic skills interesting. Uh, watching, they were showing clips of the segment that he gets, or he was getting. Um, right when he was taking over Jericho's spot sure. and I didn't find that interesting. So I just don't find him interesting. And I liked his match with uh, Brock Lesnar a lot better than, yeah. than with Jericho. See the problem with, with what they're doing with Dean Ambrose, uh, go look on YouTube. You'll see some of his promos from the Indies mm-hmm. and that's got a dark undercurrent, a very chaotic undercurrent to it where, and it's, it's phenomenal. He's mm. excellent when he doesn't have a governor on him and he can say whatever he wants. The problem is we're this is a PG uh platform and I'm yeah. not I'm not knocking PG. Mm-hmm. You can do dark and chaotic and dangerous in PG. 
but that's not what they're doing. Um, he's supposed to be this crazy guy that that's unpredictable. So why does every you know why, why whenever he has a match where there's weapons does he go to every one individually instead of you know using what's around you mm. like there there's this i mean they need to get rid of in in my opinion the barbed wire 2 by 4 nobody's going to i mean it it got used very sparingly and with no in real impact you know what i mean yeah. uh well yeah just, when he picked it up it was like Okay, I know he's not going to use the end that I want to see him use. <laughs> exactly, use exactly. The other end. Right. Um, this version of Dean Ambrose is not my favorite version of this character. He was very good in the Shield as a member of the Shield. We've talked about the Shield before, which was Seth Rollins, Roman Reigns, and Dean Ambrose. They all came in at the same time in, in mm-hmm. that group. Um, there are problems with this character because he's just a dude that likes weapons. That's all he is. And and there's no other real appeal to him. And I I, I understand you not being a fan of of the character, um, but he there is more appeal to him than this. We're just not seeing it. Um, so, uh, but I, I'll, I'll go with you on on his character right now. So, uh, into this match, Dean Ambrose wins. I think that's kind of what had to happen. And I don't really think this feud will be going on anymore. Uh, because where where do you go after somebody's got thumbtacked all over them? Uh, I give this one like a one and a half out of five. I'm going to give it a two out of five just because I like Jericho. Fair enough. Now, I did think Jericho, of the matches we've seen him in recently, I thought this was his best performance, but it still yeah. wasn't. it still wasn't what it should have been, in my opinion. Yeah. So, all right. So that leads us to uh, honestly, I kind of had my win taken out of the sails uh, from that match. Mm-hmm. I was kind of bummed about how crappy it was, in my opinion. And yeah. so, for this submission match for the women's title, Natalia versus Charlotte, I was still kind of overcoming that. Now, I really like the women's wrestling scene right now, as I've been vocal about that on here before. Yeah. Um, I felt like this match i don't know why because it was not the performance of the two women in the ring uh, it felt like it was lacking something to me yeah and i can't tell you what it is like which is not good reviewing i know but <laughs> i can't i can't tell you what this thing mi- uh, was missing uh, i like dana brooke coming in uh, dana brooke is another uh, nxt uh, women's wrestler who's who's recently come up so it's good to see her and, and i don't understand her being with with Ric Flair and Charlotte, but I'm sure there'll be a double cross at some point because it's wrestling and that's how that works. Um, so the end here, uh, Charlotte wins after the distraction from Dana Brooke. Um, somebody's going to take the title off Charlotte at some point. It wasn't ever going to be Natalia. I don't think, hmm. uh, it's going to be, if, if not her, then probably Beck, uh, Becky Lynch or Sasha Banks. Hopefully I heard she got injured recently, so hopefully she'll recover soon from that. And we'll get to see some more Sasha Banks. But, um, for this match, I, I don't know. It was a, it was a submission match and all the submission wrestling was fine. I mean, I had no problem with it. It just felt like it was lacking something and it could have been, just leftover disappointment from the last match. I don't know. Hmm. But what did, what did you think? Um, I didn't really enjoy it that much. I, I, I was thinking about it today. I like the family um, 
or I guess continuing the you know the family traditions right. in wrestling. But I don't feel like they should rely on almost like a crutch of their relationships versus let's say if you look at someone like The Rock who was mm-hmm. third generation, he paid homage at the beginning to his family with his name, uh, Rocky Maivia, but right. then changing into The Rock, it was completely original, didn't rely on anything, and he you know, went on to be one of the most popular wrestlers of all time. Sure. When I look at Charlotte and Natalia, I feel like they're just completely relying on, okay, I'm a heart, I'm a flair, and I'm going to yeah. use the same submission move. I'm going to use the same music, not specifically the same, but sure. you know, it just it's going to rely on so much nostalgia or, you know, the other person, even to the point where bringing Ric Flair out to the ring with her or yeah, when we talked about last time, um, Bret Hart being out there, it was like, I like that they're continuing the tradition, but I almost feel like they're overdoing it. When I agree. It, yeah, when it comes to relying on that. Like, uh, the the whole feud between Natalia and Charlotte has been a throwback. Like, they had, uh, if you remember last pay, uh, payback when we were reviewing yeah. it, the end ended in a callback to the Montreal Screwjob. Yeah. Uh, and then was, like, pretty well never mentioned again. I mean, for the most part, we had Charles Robinson, who was, of course, little Nate in, uh, in the 90s uh, <laughs> at, at one point in a storyline, I think. Uh, so... This this title and these women have worked hard enough and are good enough at this point to carry something on their own. Yeah. And they're not getting a chance to do that. And that's a shame because I was so stoked for the women's title being back as the women's title. Yeah. And for this to be the storyline that carries that title, I think, is a missed opportunity right now. Yeah, I much I enjoyed the uh, match at Payback a lot more. Yeah, I, I generally agree. Um, I'll be interested to see if this feud keeps going. I really don't want it to, and it's nothing against either either competitor. But it's it's time for somebody else to carry that title that doesn't have a tie to the previous generation. Yeah, if it's if it's going to be the new women's title, then we need we need new ideas and new stories and new characters to carry it. Yeah, exactly. So, um, overall, nothing wrong with the match. I just felt like it was lacking. I've got to give it a two and a half out of five. I don't like to do that, but I got to. Yeah, I'm going to say a two out of five. Okay. Um, like I said, I, there everybody involved in this match was capable of way better, I think. Yeah. It sums it up for me. All right, that leaves us to the main event of the evening, the Extreme Rules match for the WWE World Heavyweight Championship. Uh, Roman Reigns, the champion, versus AJ Styles, the challenger. One note I want to make uh, before we get into the match itself. You were talking about uh, leaning on the whole family connection thing. Uh, one of the things that WWE is doing right with Roman Reigns and the Usos is mentioning the fact of them being related, but it not being a whole thing of, hey, look, we're family all yeah. the time. Now, they watch each other's backs, and that's okay, but that's not their gimmick. Yeah. I mean, I like that the Usos had the uh, the the things on the sides of their, their gear tonight that said uh, bloodline, blood on one side, line on the other. Oh, yeah. You know, talking about the Noah family and everything like that. 
so I liked all that stuff, and I think that's the way you do it, but you don't lean on an older generation to get these characters over. You shouldn't have to do that, and you don't have to. Yeah, because it would right. be like the equivalent of them walking out with the rock's music playing or they're doing the rock bottom or people's elbow. It's like, no, you <laughs> yeah. don't need that. Exactly. These guys, they stand on their own. Yeah. Uh, even, even people who don't like Roman Reigns and they are many, um, has to say that he, he's not just copy and paste the formula of the rock. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, and that's good. So that brings us to the championship match. Um, you know AJ Styles, decorated champion everywhere he's been, one of my favorite wrestlers. Roman Reigns, people hate him because he's bland. Honestly, and I've said this here before, he's good in an era of great. Yeah. And that's why people don't connect with him, I feel. Um, although, I have a problem with anybody that says Roman Reigns can't wrestle after these last two matches we've seen him in. Uh, at Payback was f- absolutely astounding to me what what the match that we got out of those two and i know aj is capable of that but i did not know roman reigns was and it happened again uh tonight this was a great match yeah what did you think of it sir um i felt a little deja vu from the last time i saw them fight um Mm -hmm. and i like AJ Styles, when he goes to the top rope, whenever he's high flying, um, but I'm not sold on him. And when I was watching him, I was thinking, I wish I was watching Nakamura. I wish he was here instead. Um, and you I need to see that earlier, match where they wrestle each other. Yeah, it's good. I want to see it's it. really good. Um, I think that all the time. I just think that in like life. Like, not even wrestling. Anytime I'm watching any... I could be watching Game of Thrones. You know, man, this would be so much better if Kinsuke Nakamura was on here. Now, that would be outstanding. <laughs> um, so, not not completely sold on AJ. I guess I understand that. Um, what WWE has done with him, I'm not putting it all on WWE. It's that he's he's also dealt with some injury issues, but and and we haven't gotten too deep into his character. Yeah. We, we've gotten the link to the club established. Um, but that's about it, I think. And so I'll, I'll be interested to see what they do with him going forward because I think this will probably be his last shot at the title for a while. Oh, wow. Because uh, he had the match and then the rematch. And so I think I think we're done with that for right now. I could be wrong, but I think we're done with that. And it might just be the matches that I've seen also because it's a lot of, to me, I'm seeing a lot of Superman punches and phenomenal forearms I, I feel like i'm seeing too much of the same um move sets um a lot of spears a lot of um sure kicks to the head or knees to the head but <laughs> yeah the reality I, of it is with with this format with wwe and it, it's it's kind of this way with all wrestling a guy has a move set he's gonna get those moves in because that's what the crowd cheers for yeah but the key is how can you do something like that differently? Yeah. Uh, example, when uh, Roman Reigns caught AJ in the midair spear, it was kind of a cool moment. I mean, I saw it coming, but it was it was different. Um, where I think last match, they caught him in midair with a Superman punch. 
mm-hmm. on the same spot. So I think it's it's continuing that idea. Somewhat interesting, again, predictable, but not every idea is groundbreaking. So you, while a guy does have, even, even guys like Nakamura, he has a moveset. And in shorter matches like he's had on NXT lately, it can get samey. But when you see him in a, in a big match, what really makes them interesting is how can this guy use the moveset that he has in a unique way? Yeah. And, and I think, honestly, in that way, we've seen Roman Reigns do more probably with less mm. than we have with AJ Styles in these last few matches. If that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. So, uh, good match overall, back and forth, uh, out into the crowd, fighting in the crowd. I miss seeing fighting in the crowd. That's, to me, what an Extreme Rules match should be like. That that was that air of unpredictability that was completely missing from the cage match before it, uh, yeah. or two matches before. Um, cameraman having to keep up with the guys. I like all that stuff. Um, that, to me, makes it feel... Unpredictable. Even if, yeah, I mean, even though we know that it's not, we know that they have planned what they're going to do, but it still makes it feel like that, and that's that's what the whole thing is about. Um, then we, uh, near the end of the match, we get the uh, uh, Gallows and Anderson in to interfere. We we knew that was coming too, but it's always cool to see. Usos come down, uh, and it's basically a, a turf war now. It's a gang war at this point between the two factions. And they're back and forth, back and forth. Uh, I really thought AJ had it at one point uh, when he hit the Styles Clash. Yeah. Uh, uh, the second time, I thought I thought it was it, but they they saved it. If if you can make me go ah on a match when you have this kick out, that means you kind of got me, and that's what you're trying to do as a wrestling match. Yeah. Uh, so Roman wins. Don't care for that. Kind of would rather see a different champion. But the good part of this happens after the match. All of a sudden, you see the crowd stand up and turn, and there's somebody coming in, obviously. He comes in, hits a pedigree on Roman Reigns, and it's Seth Rollins. Now, you haven't seen Seth Rollins wrestle yet. Um, He got hurt. He was the WWE champion. He had to vacate it due to injury. He's been out for, oh, I guess I'll say six, maybe eight months. It's it's been quite a long time, and uh, he is absolutely excellent. He's a great heel. I, I, clearly, he's face now, but a baby face now. But yeah. but I don't. I'm I'm interested to see how he'll do. He's another former NXT champion, uh, former sort of de facto leader of the Shield that I was talking about earlier, and the crowd goes absolutely bananas mm-hmm. for. Him. So. Uh, that part, I have to set that apart from the match because it happened after the match. So uh, the match, I'm going to have to give a solid uh, four out of five. The ending, which presents an entire group of new story ideas, which I'm always a big fan of. Don't write yourself into a corner. Yeah. Give yourself plenty of possibilities. The ending, I've got to give a five out of five because it gives it opens so many new doors for stories. Uh, so I'm I'm a big fan of that. I'm excited to see Seth Rollins back. I know Hunter Camp is too. He's he's somewhere uh, screaming like a schoolgirl with his uh, Seth Rollins action figure. <laughs> I can't and I can't blame him because Seth Rollins is awesome. It's good to see him back, and I'm interested to see where this will go Monday night. So yeah, uh, again, four out of five for the match. Um, five out of five for the ending, and overall, 
I mean, this was, a, again, another solid pay-per-view. I think we're kind of out of the era of just bad pay-per-views. Because uh, the, the ones that we've watched have all been solid, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Uh, I've got to give this one a three and a half out of five total. Yeah, I'm going to say uh, three and a half also. I didn't I, like the ending of the match. No, where, I, I agree. Yeah, it was like, okay, he just got hit with the chair so many times, but then he's going to do the spear out of nowhere, and then he wins. And mm-hmm. I felt like Styles had won the match from like a wrestling standpoint. I felt like his right. he deserved to win the match. Um but the what you said after the match, I'm interested to see what happens there because yeah, I had no, I had no clue who that was when he came out. Yeah, and and you can see the crowd did though. And uh, yeah. when he left, he was a he was a heel, um, but oh. he came back and the crowd is super excited because that means somebody else might beat Roman Reigns. So uh, I'm interested to see where it'll go as well. Now, that leads us to our next episode, which will not be Money in the Bank in four weeks. It will be in two weeks when we review NXT TakeOver, uh, which means you'll get to see you some more Nakamura there, Justin. Yeah. So tune in again for that. Uh, keep watching wrestling. One other thing I wanted to mention, something they finally mentioned uh, in the commentary is something called the, I think, Cruiserweight Classic, WWE Cruiserweight Classic, where they're getting some of the best cruiserweight wrestlers from around the world, not just WWE guys. Uh, You're going to have some independent guys coming into this series as well. That starts in July. I'm really interested. I want to report on that in the show as well because there's going to be some great and different, that's the most important thing, type of wrestling going on in this this championship series or or whatever it's called, the classic series or, or however they do it. But I'm really excited for that. I want to see it too. <laughs> All right. Um, I believe that'll do it for us here. So always remember you can follow us on Twitter at CNE Podcast. Uh, occasionally, either Justin or I will update with our thoughts on uh, matches that we're watching while the while the thing's going on, or you know stuff like that. Uh, then you can email us in if you want to talk about anything in the world of wrestling, if you disagree with us, if you agree with us, um, whatever you want to talk about at um, cnepodcast at gmail.com. And you can also like us on Facebook. And with that, for Justin Vactor, I'm Chris Eaton. Good night, everybody. <laughs>